Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, remember me? Of course you do. I'm unforgettable. I'm the professor. And here we go again for another episode of Joking Not Joking. I hey, hey, hey you, you can't you can't introduce this episode. What do you what do you mean I can't No, this is this is serious. I know it's joking, not joking, but we're for real not joking. Well, I, what are you trying to say? I, I'm trying to say step aside. Okay. I didn't want to be here anyway. Exactly, thank you. Today, I would like to introduce to you a man by the name of Zaid Salim Shakar, or as he's widely known as Imam Zaid Shakar. The word Imam, in a broad sense, refers to a leader in the Muslim community. Zaid Shakar is America's Imam, and he's one of the most prominent Islamic scholars of our time. For a little background, Imam Zaid was Muhammad Ali's spiritual leader and guide. He gave Ali spiritual counsel during the latter years of his life and by Ali's request presided over his memorial service and led the funeral prayer at his burial. Since then, Imam Zaid has gone on to co-found the Zaytuna College in Berkeley, California, where he teaches courses in Arabic, Islamic law, history, and spirituality. He frequently travels across the world in support of projects that help uplift and further Muslim communities, as well as society at large, and has a wealth of knowledge, stories, and inspiration. Boy, I feel like I'm wasting my life. I am so glad you are here, and I am sure you'll get something great out of today's episode. Let's get into it. What up, everybody? It's Mo. What's up? This is your boy, Azaru Smart. From Luminary, this is Joking Not Joking. Yes, my brothers. Listen, I have to just give me a second. I got to go rescue my glasses from the Musanna. I took them off in order to pray. And it appears in my haste to get on in a position to receive your call. I left them there. So I'll be right back. Just give me one second. Not one second, but... I mean, 
where do we start? <laughs> we were just talking about fame and money and all that. Yep. I don't yeah, think Muhammad at, Ali yeah. is the perfect nexus of these big topics. If you wouldn't, if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about your reflections, both about your relationship with him. I remember you told me the day of his janazah in 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 Kentucky that the feeling was. You said in one word, wilaya, sainthood. Absolutely, absolutely, no no doubt about it. I'm not the only one who shares that view. So many. Because, you know, some people can appeal to a particular demographic, but there are very few people that can appeal to everybody. And so there was a time when Ali, you know, he appealed to African-American and other folks struggling in kind of inner city situations. And then he appealed to people throughout what was then generally referred to as the third world because of the stand he took against the Vietnam War and his implicit solidarity with the uh, people of Vietnam who were bearing uh, the full brunt of the wrath of a rapacious empire. But both of those positions, the the things rather that made Ali appeal to African-Americans, especially the disenfranchised, the poor, the downtrodden, the forgotten, and the neglected, and also made him appeal to people throughout the third world, made him hated by what we might refer to as, as white America. But subsequently, owing to a, no, a number of, of things, Ali came to appeal to, to white Americans. You know, there's a story when he was at his camp in Pennsylvania there was a young man, or a young lad, I say younger than a young man, a young lad who was suffering from cancer. And he was in the cancer hospital being treated. And he told his father he wanted to see, go see Muhammad Ali. And his father, he detested Muhammad Ali. But, you know, he had to acquiesce to his son's request. Like, here your son is on his way out, and he wants to go see Muhammad Ali. And so the father drives him up to the training camp in Deer Lake, Pennsylvania. And when he gets there, Ali is sparring. Ali stops the sparring session, drops everything, accommodates the young lad, humors him, probably does a couple magic tricks. Ali was a certified magician, and he was in the magician's union. And they kicked him out because he said, I'm a Muslim, so magic's haram, so I have to show people the secrets so they'll know there's no kind of extraterrestrial, metaphysical mysteries going down here. And so he was revealing all the secrets, so they kicked him out of the magician's union. (laughs) But he loved to do, like, his magic tricks for kids. So Ali dropped everything, entertained the kids, and when the man left, he loved Ali. It's like the story of the man who came to kill the prophet. So he said, then he left loving the prophet. Can you tell us that story? Yeah, he, he came to kill the prophet. That was his intent, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And when he, he came to the prophet, he was very gruff in his treatment. And the companions wanted to waylay him. And the prophet like, just chill out, relax. It's all right. It's good. And... 
he looked at the Prophet's face, sallallahu alayhi wa and the Prophet became the most beloved person to him, mm. sallallahu alayhi wa And there are many stories of that type, but so that was kind of emblematic of the swing and transition. And then, you know, and uh, the wisdom of Allah Ta'ala. So when Ali was uh, afflicted with the illness he was afflicted with, and he, he began to have a much a deeper and uh, more universal view of not just Islam, but humanity at large, then he won over white America. And when he lit the Olympic torch with trembling hands on national television, everyone saw white, black, red, brown, yellow, and even the green people up on Mars. They saw the humility and the beauty, but coupled with the strength and the determination. And, you know, it was a wrap. At that point, the whole dunya, the whole world, and the inhabitants of Mars loved Muhammad Ali. And so it's rare that a person can have that sort of universal appeal. There's very few people that you can point to. You know, there might be a rock star that passes away and the entertainment world is moved. Uh, there might be an athlete in the sports world and maybe just that particular sport, baseball, football, basketball, but someone like Ali, the sports world is moved. You know, the, the world of social movements and struggling people are moved. The developing world is moved. And the people of Europe, I think sometimes it's neglected, particularly in Ireland, how much of a hero uh, Ali was, not just because of the anti-war stance, but his solidarity, for example, with the people of Ireland. He loved to go there. You know, a lot of really poignant and powerful moments went down with audiences and individuals in Ireland. And so you, you had people all over the world moved by this man. And that's a sign of sainthood because it was done. I think the foundation was always his desire to do something pleasing to God. Now, even during the Nation of Islam years, he, he wanted to use the platform boxing gave him to call people to Islam. And he was talking about Islam in general and not particularly the nation of Islam. Because although Ali definitely was moved, passionately moved by the symbolism, by the sort of reverse psychology employed by the nation of Islam and empowering a disenfranchised and in the eyes of many, ourselves, a powerless people, Ali still had a vision that transcended that. And I'll give you an example. You know, Ali, you know, he joined the nation, so officially the white man is the devil. But he never got Angelo Dundee nor Ferdy Pacheco out of his corner. That's my doctor. He might be a devil, but he's taking good care of me. <laughs> and, and that's my trainer. And he might be an Italian devil, Angelo Dundee, but he knows how to train me. And so them devils stand with me. <laughs> I'll give you a more poignant example of how Ali looked beyond all that stuff. He was at, and this is still, this is the time he was still in the Nation of Islam, early 70s. And so the transition to the leadership of Imam Warthadine Muhammad, that's happened in 1975. This is before that. So he was in New York at 
some gala event. And afterwards, someone told him, Ali, these old people are getting ready to be put out on the streets because they're behind in their mortgage and the eviction is today and they're going to be put out. And so Ali, he said, take me over. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Yeah. So they took him over there. And when he got there, he said, you know, how much, how much did they owe? How much are they behind? They said $100,000. So this is 1971, 72, $100,000, not 2020, $200,000. It's like a million dollars right now. And so they said $100,000. Ali wrote a check on the spot for $100,000. Now, he's in the nation. What what kind of convalescent home? It was a Jewish convalescent home. Mm. And so Ali, even in the nation time, he was transcending that. And so uh, he, he, he wanted to call people to Islam. He had studied rhetoric. He wanted to be a Muslim Billy Graham. Mm. Ali studied rhetoric. Now, this is a person, Lay kind of gave up on him in high school. He's dyslexic and he's a boxer. We'll get him through. He studied rhetoric. He studied the religion. He studied Quran. He studied the great orators of the day. And there are 48 tapes. If you listen to those tapes, man, you will be floored. Just by the rhetorical prowess, the depth of knowledge. So there's subjects like repentance, forgiveness, etc. And listen, that's what Ali was training for. And that was that's what he was planning for. Wow. To use that platform to call people to Islam. And now his grandson has the same vision. Like Nico Ali Walsh, Walsh who's undefeated in his boxing career, he has that same vision that he wants to fulfill his father's dream wow. of using the platform that boxing provides to call people to Islam. He may have Tawfiq. Wow. Man, we don't have nothing to say. <laughs> we have just, it's too much to process. Like, what, do you, what are we supposed to say right now? Like, I am just floored by it. And yeah. 
I just that's it. I mean, I, I, I have so many questions, yeah, but also like <laughs> just reflecting on the things. Go ahead, Azar. Yeah, I mean, Imam yeah. Zaid, you know, obviously you were an advisor, a spiritual advisor, a mentor, a guide, a friend, a brother to Muhammad Ali for many years. And you talk about calling people to Islam. We have this beautiful tradition that ad-din al-nasiha, religion is giving good counsel. We, we love you. You're America's imam. We're comedians. We could use good counsel and advice. Please give us some good counsel and advice. No pressure. You know, uh, uh, I give you the advice that the Prophet gave all of us. I, I counsel you to be mindful of Allah. And and that's qualified by another saying, Be mindful of Allah wherever you are. So if you're on the podcast, if if you're in the back room, if you're in the in the lounge, you're behind the stage, backstage, if you're on stage, just be mindful of Allah wherever you are. And mindfulness of Allah. The, the thing that enters more people into paradise than anything else is mindfulness of Allah and good character. And the also has that message. Uh, be mindful of Allah wherever you are. Wherever you are. Any misdeed you do, Follow it up with a good deed that will wipe it out. And deal with people on the basis of good character. And finally, just repent. You know, none of us are, are immune from sinning. There's no one who's ma'asum, divinely protected from sinning. And we know that uh, Allah, uh, the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa mentioned if, if you didn't sin and then repent from your sins, Allah would do away with you and bring another people who would sin and then they would repent from their sins. Because Allah loves to accept the repentance of the penitent soul. So when you slip into something that is, now we should try our best not to, but the human's been created weak. When you slip into anything that you know uh, constitutes sinful behavior, repent from it. Repent from it. Because Allah accepts repentance until the sun rises in the west. So that's my advice. Mm. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Cue the music. Cue the orchestra. This is the last episode I'm torn apart inside. I want to thank you for the deepest part of my soul. Hey, 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 Professor, uh, take a knee. <laughs> thank you. I, I need a moment. Man, we had so much fun recording, joking, not joking. And it's it's been quite a journey with my brother, Azar Usman. You my guy, man. I love you so oh, much. You my brother. This has been great. Dude. It's been great. We, uh, for season one, you know, like uh, we wish we can give you more, but contractually... 
We are we completely handcuffed. We have to just end it. Yeah. I know, man. Just I said take a knee. I got this, okay? So thank you so much. We love you so much. And I think the professor should apologize for how rude he's been, you know, to all of you. I'm so sorry for all of you being less smart than I am. That's not that's not an apology. <laughs> I tease because I love. Well, I love because I tease. Please forgive me for being more brilliant than all of you. It's fine. Thank you so much. I was joking, not joking. Oh, okay. That's that's well, that's, uh, uh, that's, that's the name of the podcast. That's the name of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, so, we love you, Professor. Don't be too hard on yourself, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Take a break. <laughs> yeah, we're not joking, just joking. We are joking, just joking. We're not joking. Joking Not Joking is a Luminary Original. Original audio production, music, and sound design by Salt. Executive produced by Noah Gersh, Jamie Shuffman, Nick Panama, and Kenzie Wilbur. Head of Creative, Jordan Galvin. Head of Production, Liz LeMay. Head of Post-Production, Robert Adler. Produced by Imran Ali Malik and Aaron Kennedy. Supervising producers, Ali Strobel, and Alice Bierne. Post-production supervisor, Ali Honore. Edited by Jeffrey Muchnick and Aaron Kennedy. Sound design and music by Matthew Cellelli. Mixed by Aaron Kennedy. Recorded by Aaron Kennedy, Zach Jurich, and Mario Borgata. Guest booking by Drive Entertainment and Hager Eldos. Additional music, courtesy of Extreme Music. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.